What's going on, everybody? Thanks for tuning in to the J-Ham Special, where I love to talk about Magic the Gathering, Warhammer 40k, Dungeons and & Dragons, and other aspects of my nerdy life. My name is John. I'll be your host for this episode of Warhammer Wednesday, where I delve into the games of Warhammer 40k and Warhammer 40k Kill Team, and uh, kind of bring some content to you around the skirmish and tabletop war games. Today, I want to talk to you a little bit about Kill Team. I just picked up the core manual um, earlier this week, and I am super stoked, actually. And I want to kind of talk to you about some of my initial thoughts, revelations, and insights on how I think the game's going to work, and why it might be good, and why some parts of it might not be very good for previous Kill Team owners. I know other people have talked about this, but it's my opinion. So, without further ado, let's dive right in. So I'm playing a little bit fast and loose with this episode today. I don't have it, you know, bullet pointed out or any specific, you know, aspects I want to talk about first, but I, I want to go ahead and I'm just going to get started with the cons because I know I was a little bit salty with this thing, especially because I bought into Kill Team 2018. I then picked up Elites and I picked up Commanders. I got Arena and then I also, I was contemplating it at Pride Nexus, but I decided not to because everybody's terrible reviews on it and I'm glad I didn't. Because if I were one of those people that bought Pride Nexus and then found out that Kill Team was completely changing after I just bought the set, wouldn't be super thrilled, to be honest. So I got over myself a little bit and I said, you know what, I am going to give this new Kill Team a fair shake. And, uh, you know, to be honest with you, how I was using the previous Kill Team, and I think this can also be a pro, but also be a con, is that this is no longer a jumping off point to get somebody into Warhammer 40k, like the previous version. The previous version was like Warhammer 40k Lite, where a lot of the concepts rolled over. A lot of the data sheets were one for one. You learned how the um, ballistic skill or weapon skill worked. You learned how saves worked. You learned how feel no pains worked. You learned how um, models lost wounds, etc. Um, pretty much they ported everything over with a few different rule changes and uh, yeah, you're playing 40k just on a skirmish type. And honestly, if you're one of those people that are playing a big 40k and, and just for fun, you say, you know what, I'd rather just play a small squad-based game, go ahead and use Kill Team 2018. There's nothing wrong with that in my opinion, and I think you still have a lot of fun with it. But Kill Team Now, Kill Team 2021, is an entirely different rule set. It, the addition is completely different. The way that models move, the way that models shoot and fight, uh, the way that they you know, climb over objects are even different, and the amount of wounds they have is different. The way that they roll attack dice is different, and I think this is actually a good thing. It's bad that if you like the old stuff and you want to stick with the old stuff, well, you're not going to find pleasure trying to hold on to the old for this new edition because it's just not there. But I definitely think you should give it a shot because reading through this book, I was like, wow, this is actually going to be easier for me to teach a lot of new people the game. It's going to be easier for me to go through the steps and learn it myself and not master it, but get a good enough understanding that I can go to a local gaming store and start introducing different friends to the game. Maybe even introducing family to the game. I don't know. I'm teaching my son how to play the old version of Kill Team, so maybe I should just stick with this one and it might work out better. But regardless, 
that's something you got to keep in mind. It could be a con for some people, but for me, I actually do think it's a pro because you are separating this as its own game. That means it has its own dedicated group of play testers and designers that are focused on adhering to you, the kill team player. Because in the long run, this will be cheaper than Big 40K. Which, price-wise, there's the other con, in my opinion. The old Kill Team, 2018, you bought the core rulebook. You got all the data sheets that you needed for a lot of the core factions. Um, some got more than others, but essentially you play with almost any faction under the sun, with the exception of, like, maybe three or four of them. Um, and you had access to at least start a Kill Team or a group of specialized dudes and dudettes that can go out and fight in the covert ops. And you got all the core rules you needed, you got missions, and you got a little bit of a terrible narrative play system, all for 40 bucks. And honestly, that's why I use Kill Team a lot of times, because the rules, drop 40 bucks, you got the core rules, you got pretty much everything you need to start the game, um, including faction lists and, you know, rules. Yeah, it was a pretty good place to go. Now, you've got to buy the core rules, which is 50 bucks. That's kind of pricey, especially because the thing is like half the size of the last book. I think that's the biggest thing the Games Workshop has let us down on is that price. I have no doubt that they chose the $50 mark because they've been doing so well and they want to keep going on that and help please their shareholders. But it just is a super bummer when I'm like, hey, I'm dropping 50 bucks on this core rule that literally only need about like seven or eight of the pages in all actuality. Now, all of the book does have good stuff in there. It's got fluff. It's got explanations of the factions. It's got the rules. It's got some missions and it's got a really stellar looking narrative play system, which I'm really happy with. But, um, you're going to notice that it's missing all the data sheets. You have to buy the compendium, which is a whole separate other book for 50 bucks. So before you even play the game, before you even get any models, you have to drop $100 on two different books that each individually are half the size of the Kill Team 2018 core book that you sold for 40 So that's my biggest con. That's one of the biggest things I am salty about outside of the shapes and the peripherals that they're selling. But that is kind of what I'm not super happy about. And you know what? I might as well address the shapes issue here too. Shapes are going to make some things easier. The issue is, is you have to have a peripheral that has the circle and the triangles and the squares and the pentagons on there in order to use those. Now you can go and you can use inches and everything, but they've kind of, they got a little too wordy and honestly, they kind of overcomplicated how they describe the movement characteristics and stuff for some of the models. But um, when you use the shapes and using that mentality, it does make it a little bit easier. So it might be better for getting newer people into the game that don't want to measure in inches. So that's, that's my cons. That's what I have as far as the things that I don't like about the game. But what do I actually like about the game now that I'm kind of going through the core rules? For starters, simplicity. There's not as much complication that goes into list building here compared to the last version. Now, some people really liked having points values for each of their models and each war gear option that they threw onto them there. And now it's a little bit less flexible, a little bit less variability that comes to each of your teams. Now, granted, every time that a, you know, a tournament or something would come up or an army would do good or a faction would do good for their kill team, that kill team would then become the meta. Everybody would position themselves to build an army that looked like that one. Look at the Cadian plasma gun span. You know, you had, you know, a list of Cadians and tip testers. You brought eight, 
no, actually, I think it was, you brought nine different sources of plasma because you got a Tempestor with a plasma pistol, four plasma gunners, four plasma gunners, and that was your list. People were running that, and then a lot of other people were running that, and so a lot of people were converting their Astra Militarum to run a bunch of plasma guns as Cadians so they can reroll the ones. Is that a good thing or bad thing? It's, it's, it's really up to you to decide, but a lot of people's list building would go to that samey feel, even though there were so many other options. People weren't bringing sniper rifles. People were not bringing, um, they were not bringing different flamers or grenade launchers or melted guns, um, unless they specifically found somebody else and said, oh, I had great success with this, and then they would tailor the list to that. So, you know, I can't really credit the last version of the game to say, oh yeah, you had a bunch of flexibility. Thing is, is you had a bunch of flexibility, but a lot of those options didn't really matter for a competitive player or somebody that's even casually competitive that just wants to win games. Now they've streamlined the list building process. Instead, you build up fire teams, um, which is kind of cool. It's like, hey, I've got my group, my specialized group, and this is my fire team. And you would take them to the battlefield. It's a little bit weird uh, as far as some of the pricing and the amount of models you got to bring. Because like, if you wanted to bring a fire team of guardsmen, you're bringing seven dudes. So it means you're going to have three leftover dudes out of one box. And so you have to pick up another box if you want to bring another fire team. Or you have to go and pick up a box of Scions if you want to bring that fire team instead. So it's a little weird, but still cool. Because then it allows you to kind of do some mixing and matching within your roster. And you still have some fun. Um, they also kind of give you an incentive to bring other weapons other than just doing a bunch of plasma spam. They say, hey, you can have one plasma gunner, but then you can have one sniper gunner. You can have one melted gunner. You can have one flamer gunner. So that's pretty cool that they're kind of incentivizing you to bring a variety of guys and gals to the battlefield. They did my space rings dirty, but honestly, I think it's kind of for the best that they did that. Uh, space rings, you only get one fire team, and it's a five-man squad of... Um, intercessors or five-man squad of reavers or infiltrators or incursors you know it, it's kind of weird on that side that i mean i was so used to the mixing and matching so like i had kill teams that were sergeant were intercessor or intercessor sergeant then a reaver sergeant and then i had an eliminator on my list and a few other like individual guys i said oh they each bring their own little strength to the group well, that's not really the case anymore, but I think it's kind of cool because then it allows your friends that are getting into play to be able to buy one box and then build their kill team or couple kill teams out of it. So it's a little bit more budget as far as the model side of things go, um, even though the rules are not. So that's kind of cool. I like the custom ability. I think it's going to be a whole lot easier for people to get into the game. And I don't want you to think that, oh yeah, all the customization is gone because it's not. Um, the thing is, is once you start jumping to that narrative side of things, you've got different classes and specialisms. As you level your guys and gals up, as they get more experience as you play games, and either they're killing units and getting experience points, or they're holding objectives and getting experience points, or they're securing a tack op or something along those lines, you are getting experience with them as you play the game, and they get stronger and stronger and stronger the more you play with that team, and so you can level them up. So if you're somebody that likes like the class system in Dungeons & Dragons, this might be a pretty good spot to be at because it's almost RPG-esque, and I think they did a much better job at this versus what they did for narrative play in the um, Kill Team 2018. 
for the most part, everybody's bringing basic guns. So you're bringing basic bolt rifles or bolters. You're bringing las guns. You're bringing, you know, whatever you got, whatever your faction has is like their kind of basic weapon. You're getting that, but you also get a bunch of equipment that you can stack onto your guys. And so if you're a kit basher, you're going to have a lot of delight here because you get to mess around with that side of the game and get to do some kit bashing on your models. You get to create um, medics if you want to. You get to create, you know, people that are carrying a bunch of extra grenades as demolition specialists and stuff. You can create a reaver that's having smoke and shot grenades if you want to. Thing is, your equipment cost, you've got like, I think it's 10 equipment points is what I was reading, so that part is fixed, but you get to bring some variability to your list and say, oh, well, they have some extra special features that each of them get to do. Group activations, that's kind of cool as far as you thought beforehand the alternating activations for kill team allowed people not to have to sit there for 30 minutes or an hour while somebody else takes their turn like big 40k well this one is even more engaging because it's a lot more back and forth back and forth and you have to be more tactful with saying okay i'm gonna move this model and um, i one space marine but now my opponent gets to move two different guardsmen and so that's a cool concept to look at as well and so maybe look to that as a pro because now you and your friend get to be a whole lot more engaged on what's going on in the battlefield. Uh, be it with the shooting, the moving, the climbing, taking objectives or whatnot, it's going to really help you out on that side. And the other thing too is they simplified the gameplay. Now granted, the fire te or firefight phase, there's three different phases on each turn or now called turning point, um, but the third one is probably the biggest one. It's got the most involved into it, but it's a lot more flexible. It's not as structured. And so your games can look a whole lot different. Each individual turn, each individual model that you move around could be looking different from other ones. Instead of saying, okay, everybody's moving, everybody's shooting, everybody's fighting, everybody's doing morale now. Instead, it's a lot more streamlined and each model, each movement, each activated ability or action point that you use up for your guys it just it makes it a little bit better on that side and it makes it a lot more important for you to decide what's actually going to happen there the fight phase seems super cool again it's engaging where both people are rolling dice to see who can actually parry and who can actually um stab at your opponent or slash at them and kill them um it's really really cool and i like that and they took out some of the complicated side of things like yes we some models have 13 wounds but we no longer have to worry about, oh, here's your injury wound, and now you have to put a flesh wound marker on them. If they got a flesh wound, it's going to mess them up with, you know, their ballista skill or their actual, um, their wounding or their out of action or whatever. You know, that kind of complicated the game and bogged it down a little bit. They got rid of that, and they also got rid of morale too. So the game doesn't have as many phases, and again, it's not as easy to cross over from this to big 40K, but I think that's okay because it's its own game, and it's a good way to get people into some kind of tabletop gaming. And honestly, this is where I'm going to recommend a lot of people get started at here in the future. Granted, maybe find somebody who already has some of the rules and has the compendium for the armies that you want to play. So that way you don't have to spend $100 to test it out. But it's really cool to give that a go. And I think it's really, really cool to have its own individual rules. And that's kind of my initial thoughts on the game. Overall, I'm fairly positive. I'm fairly amped. Um, I am waiting to... You know, I'm going to do some kit bashing on my models and then I'm going to play some games of Sad Hammer and then I'm going to try and get some of my buddies to play some 40k kill team with me and see how it goes. So I will let you guys know how, what my thoughts, if anything changes, if anything gets strengthened or gets weakened on my opinions here. Um, but until the next time, you guys be good to yourselves. Maybe give this thing a go and, and try not to be as salty as I was <laughs> um, towards it. And uh, yeah, I'll talk to you on the next Warhammer Wednesday.
Bye.